Hi everyone and welcome to the Jay Mercer Podcast. I'm here with Alex Cabagnot. He is a basketball player in the Philippines for San Miguel Beerman. How you doing? Hi Jay, how are you? Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you too. This is fun. But like, like I, I said, my you first... I'm your first, right? Yeah. First. <laughs> my first international online Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. So I like it. Let's see how okay. it goes. We got to make this a good one. I know. So... Just like, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, like I just said, you're a basketball player in the Philippines. Um, were you born in the Philippines? Did you grow up there? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I actually were, was born in the Philippines. We migrated when I was seven to L.A. And I've lived there ever since. I went to high school, elementary school, high school, middle school, college. And after college, I went to school at University of Hawaii, Hilo. It's on the Big Island. It's not the big University of Hawaii. It's, the, it's on the Big Island. It's a smaller school, University of Hawaii at Hilo. Go Vulcans! And, uh, <laughs> and after that, after graduating in 2005, I actually went to... I tried out for some teams. I had an agent, and he wanted me to bring me to, like, Denmark third division Germany and then I told him I was like hey I'm Filipino I have a Filipino passport he was like it's a no-brainer why don't you just go to the Philippines why am I trying to get these like wow you know Germany and Denmark and all these other leagues where the competition to get into was so difficult because obviously when you go as an import to other countries you're not considered as a local you're considered as an import so there's only like one slot with like 20 guys wow. trying out for that slot. So when he knew I was Filipino and I had a Filipino passport, it was just a quicker process. I went to the Philippines and 15 years later, I'm still here. Wow, 15 years. I know. If yeah. you count this year, do we count this year? Because it's COVID. <laughs> this year, just like, I think we should just, everyone should just cancel this year for sure. Yeah, this year doesn't count. This is like the blimp year in like, uh, at the end game. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, right? So at that time you were in college, you were playing basketball for college? Yeah. Oh, and he was basketball. scouting you. Oh, uh, well, actually they were. The Philippines weren't scouting anybody. I think you just have to get your proper documentation to play. Just like in Thailand. Um, um, they have the TBL there, I think, yeah. right? So if you're Thai, Thailand American or Thai American and you have uh, your, your citizenship still, you're a dual citizen, you could play in Thai, the TBL. You could play in the TBL, not as an import, but as a local, which if you're a local and they pay you as such, your contracts are longer, you play throughout the year. But if you're an import, which a lot of people know this, all divisions all over the world, you're only going to play for that six weeks, that little gap right there, because you're literally just there. And then there's another league, and there's another league that you can't play in. So. Oh, really? So it's just league by league if you're an import? Yeah, if you're, it's a league by league, and it's pretty cutthroat in any country. You go there... And if you're not good enough, the next day you're gone. But as a local, as myself, you're a little stability. There's not, a, I mean, I'm not going to say it, it's more stability than the import, but so they'll give you a 36 month contract guaranteed, you know, 24 months, 
so on and so on. Mm-hmm. And from then on, you could just make a living out of it. Nice. And what teams have you played for? I played for a lot of teams. Oh, you have? Yeah, so I've played for Santa Lucia. They're not in the PBA anymore. That just shows how old they are. Oh, I wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They actually were just like, okay, this is it. This is our last year and we're done. I played for Burger King. They're not at the PBA anymore also. Yeah, this is like the last two decades ago. Mm-hmm. And I played for, you know, it's so long ago, I already forgot. And how about San Miguel? Like, how long have you been playing for them? I've been playing for San Miguel for the last 11 Oh, wow, okay. So, the so it was those those teams actually was like a, a stop off point, and it just so happened that I got into San Miguel and they they just continued to have me. But I could have easily been with more teams. I could have easily been with more teams, but it's just uh, it's a blessing that uh, God just put me in this great position with this great organization. That's awesome. And um, you did you play? Was it the Sea Games recently, like last year? Sea Games? No, actually, I was coaching for the three-on-three Sea Games. So there was a five-on-five where, obviously, and then there's another event, the first event, and I was coaching on that, and we got gold medal. Oh, awesome. uh, Yeah, the three-on-three. It was was, uh, something I'm trying to do in the future, coach. So having that into the resume and just, you know, participating in the Sea Games, coaching the Sea Games – I would have loved to play, but I'm too old now. I'm too old, you know. There's some new guys that, there's some new blood, so I just did the coaching (laughs) round. But that's good if you want to do that anyway. And hey, you got gold. Yeah, exactly. I got some hardware out of it. I got some hardware out of it. So, (laughs) Oh, that's that's cool. That's great. And you've traveled around Asia. You've traveled around, have you traveled around the, the world playing basketball or mostly just Asia? No, actually, I was in, we went to Iran. I was part of the national team before SEA Games. So that was to compete for the world, uh, the world championships. So we actually, the Philippines had a group of guys, and I was part of that group, that pool. And we went to Iran. We went to a bunch of places in Asia. And it was a great experience. I got to play Qatar, Iran, uh, Kazakhstan. Who was that last team? Yeah, those, those those teams. Yeah, so it was just like a rotating thing. Are they good? Like no, those those mis- teams were good. Arabic those state countries. Good. Yeah, those uh, those that part of the Asia is really good actually. Jordan's really good. Iran's really good. Qatar's good. And then we go up to the Eastern Asia, which is like Korea's really good. Japan's good. China is definitely good. Yeah. Yeah, so we just go so on and so on. So it's a great ride. It's been a great ride so far. Uh, enjoying where this basketball thing is taking. I'm not complaining. Yeah, no, I know. I know. You, you love basketball. Your podcast. It got me on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it gets you way further than that, though. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? So how's your lifestyle being? Like, when you're a basketball player, what is the day in... A day in the life of Alex Kabagnad. A day in the life of Alex Kabagnad. Uh, well, obviously, every morning is just practice. So you get up. I usually, I'm a morning person. I became a morning person throughout the years. I, I used to want to sleep in, but the last, 
I think six, seven years, I've been trying to be a morning person. I try to get the workout in. So we have practice at nine, but I try to get another workout. So like a weight session. Before practice? Session. Before practice. So I get it. I get it in at 6 a.m. or 6.30, and when I get to practice, it's from 9 to 11, 30, 12, and I got the whole day to myself. Usually, I would, I'm in the later part of my career, so I'm more on golfing. If I'm not golfing, uh, I'm usually teaching a class or teaching the younger, I, I actually coach for University of the Philippines on the men's basketball team. Oh, nice. I'm one of the, I'm one of the assistant coaches there, so... If I have time, I'll do that. I've I've touched upon some commentating. Oh, really? That's fun. The, the semi pro leagues, the semi the the leagues that are under the PBA. So I've done a lot of courtside commentating. So I try to fill it up as much as possible. Uh, it's my passion. So I just want to stay in the game or in the at the moment. Definitely. How do you like commentating? I don't want to get too far how do you like the commentating? It's good. It was really, at first, I was kind of like trying to feel it out. But one thing I think they liked about me was I could, I could go on with some English and then I could go straight into Tagalog right off the bat. So they want that little mix. And I think that's what they enjoyed about me is just like having that mix and then playing in the league for so long, playing in the basketball scene for so long. And putting that all in the mix, but I give those guys credit. It's a tough. It's a tough gig. You know, you have to do your research. You have to be involved. You can't just go in there and not know who the players are. Yeah. And, and you can't just be out there stuttering either. You have to be in. You have to be on your. Uh, you know, you got bat your eyes and cross your t's because you're not just gonna go in there blindsided and just make a fool of yourself. So, especially on national TV. Yeah. That's true. Even in, in Muay Thai, in the fight world, you'll see like you have some commentators and they really don't know what they're talking about. And they'll just be like, oh, that was a nice punch or kick. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, you know, like, like can we get a little bit more it? than that? The punch was it? Yeah. Was <laughs> yeah. it a roundhouse? Or... Yeah, yeah, but still, like, even yeah. if, I, if I was commentating basketball, right? Oh, like, that was a nice shot with, uh, with the ball. <laughs> and it was about, like, Crickets, and then everybody's just like, oh, so we're going to go to a uh, commercial right now. I know, right? Um, what about highlights of your career? Highlights of my career, I'm, I'm proud to say that I played on the national team. That's one thing that I always wanted to don the colors of the Philippines and represent the country and just uh, be an ambassador of the country in that way. Yeah. I'm not going you know, to put more into that, but because, you know, there are a lot of ambassadors that, you know, firefighters, you know, people that are in the Army. I don't want to take any credit from them. In your craft. In my craft, it's just something that I wanted to do. Uh, I've won, I'm, I'm blessed to say that I've, I've been a part of nine championship teams. So it's really good. It, uh, it's something, especially in a team sport. I mean, you're talking about Muay Thai. That's all, like, you and probably some part of your coaching, your staff. but in the end, you're just in that, you know, in the ring or in the octagon or you're just in there by yourself, yeah. you know, out, out willing somebody else. Like you're going, he's trying to take, she's trying to take your will. You're trying to take their will. So 
So it's just, you know, it's just you guys one-on-one. But at a team sport, it's kind of, you know, everybody, you kind of have to be part of a great organization, a great group of guys. And that's difficult. That's difficult in itself to find, you know, nine guys that want to play with each other, that want to share the ball. But it's good at the same time because, like, you can create the energy together. You can hype each other up. You know, like when one person is down, you got to help that person. You all work together as a team. Whereas in Muay Thai, it's a lonely sport. It's a very lonely it's, sport. It's a lonely sport. But some people want to do it themselves. Yeah. You know, some people, they're like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm self-motivated. I don't need any other motivation. My motivation is to knock her out. You know, mm-hmm. it, there's no other motivation. But, you know, when you're dealing with like 12 different personalities, it's such a, it's such a blessing to, for everybody to have one goal to understand their role, to compartmentalize themselves with the team. Mm-hmm. You know, some guys, you know, and I hate to say it, and not just guys, everybody wants to be the star, you know. Everybody right. wants to have the shine. That's why at that sport, Muay Thai, you want to be the best, you better train because there's nobody else going to get that shine. I mean, obviously your trainers, your team gets it also, but predominantly it's going to be you. You yeah. want you, you train you ran you did all that and it goes to you but with basketball it's it's so difficult because i mean i'm not saying it's it's just so different it's so different it's team sport because you could be doing your thing you could be killing yourself but uh, some like four other guys have different motives yeah and once that clash you could you could 100 percent train but if you're if you guys aren't mentally in sync with each other in one common goal you're dead you know, you, it doesn't go that far. But not taking away, I mean, boxing, Muay Thai, all those solidarity sports, kudos. Kudos. <laughs> because it's tough. It's just you. There's nobody else to blame but you. <laughs> you lose, That's you. true. That's true. You lose, you didn't do too. If mm-hmm. you are in the last round of the fight and you have no more air, there's nobody to blame but you. You didn't run that five miles that you were supposed to. You didn't eat what you need to eat. It's all like predicated on your everything. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have to give, I have to give solidarity sports. Like, I mean, I couldn't do it. it it's so hard. I'm, I'm actually trying to get into triathlon right now. Really? And it's, yeah. I mean, that's the like latter half of my day. Sometimes I'll do a cycling or I actually do it in the morning, like 6 a.m. cycling class or I'll do like a weight training or conditioning. It's, so it's tough. And it's swimming. Tough. It's swimming. I'm not the best swimmer, so I have to find time. Really, at the end of my day, like oh, wow. to 10 or 6 to 8, where there's not a lot of people at the pool, and just get your laps in. And some days, I don't want to do it. Actually, 90, 95% of the days, I don't want to do it. The only reason why I do it is I don't want to look dumb out there. <laughs> Oh, so you're gonna you to actually intend to compete in a triathlon? I am gonna try to compete in like a sprint, and it's just that's and cool. I just want to I just want to be in the podium, and at this at the rate I'm going, I'm not making that podium. <laughs> yeah, but right now, considering the situation, I mean, you can't really do that much. So exactly. exactly. Oh, that's cool though. That's fun. That's a new challenge. That's a new. That's definitely a new challenge. I always want to try to challenge. In, in one, I just want to do something extreme. It, and swimming is extreme for me. Right. Swimming in itself, 
just having a beer and swimming is hard enough. <laughs> what did you just say? Like, you know how, like, you're in the pool and then you're just going to swim? It's hard enough as it is. Like, but when you're, like, actually swimming in open water yeah. and there's another person trying to go beat you and then you look to your left and another person's trying to beat you, you're just like, ah, man, this is even harder. You mm-hmm. know, so, yeah, I couldn't. Swimming in the pool is hard, but open water is even harder. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And um, is triathlons popular in the Philippines? It is. There's a, there's a nice little wave of it. I mean, people, there's a few groups that I'm in that I just, you know, just join and just tag along with. Cool. They understand that I'm actually doing the whole basketball thing. So they're kind of like, you know, so I kind of feel bad, like, riding with them or swimming with them because, you know, they know I play basketball and they see me on TV and they're just like, okay, cool. Let's just take a day. You know, Alex is barely with us, so we won't train as hard. Oh. I'm, training hard. I'm training hard. Yeah. But I'm training hard, but they're looking at me like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 sure. But they're just there just to just guide They do that every home. day, and it's their endurance. It's just like, that's what they do. So, I mean, same yeah. thing. If they was to go and play basketball with you, you'd be like, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, but and I'm, go- I'm, I'm breathing crazy i just can't you know and they're just like okay it's okay keep going instead of working on their craft i guess they do it every day but you know sometimes i feel bad so i kind of like <laughs> want to improve myself <laughs> that's fun that's cool no it's definitely good to do something different because i mean like yeah i mean of course you're passionate about basketball but if you do the same thing every day sometimes you're like wow like you do want to change you do want something to just like excite your life a little bit more so yeah I understand exactly. that. Like, I was doing salsa and bachata, like, a couple of years ago. That? I love salsa. it. I love it. Until, like, I had to have back surgery, right? So then I had to stop. And now COVID. But, like, I'm hoping to get back into it. I loved it. Salsa, bachata. Funny story. There's, like, this place over here. After games, we go eat at this one place. And then upstairs is a salsa joint. We won the championship. And we were there. And we were killing time. We go to this salsa spot. And... None of us know how to do it, but you know the older like women because they do it for. They're old. A lot of the people who do it are really good. They're old. Yeah, yeah. And they just grabbed us and they were salsaing, and we were just like, "How do we do it?" They were like, "Come on, move your hips." They were like, "You know how to move your hips," and we were just like lost. We were just like, "We need to practice." They were like, "Yeah, come back tomorrow. We'll we'll do like a ten minute uh, practice." That's so cute. Sure. <laughs> that's so cute yeah it's true though yeah a lot of the pros here are also yeah when i go to like the they call them social dances it's just like when i have like have like a salsa night it's mostly like old yeah. men so i'm like i'm always like dancing with old men i feel like it's and my they're yeah they're really good it's, like, it's, it's like, my part towards like the community <laughs> dance with old men <laughs> I'm, like, I'm doing my part they're enjoying their night yeah. <laughs> but sometimes like like maybe some of the younger ones when I dance with them they'll, when you do a, a wrong move they'll be like and they'll make a face and oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I can't dance with any younger if, if you're I need to dance with like the older aunties <laughs> I can't dance with like the younger girls because they just they're too like oh you're wasting my time the, <laughs> the older aunties are like okay it's okay you can move right it's like okay I feel good I'm learning here <laughs> yeah the younger ones, they're just like they have no patience. They're just there to like rock it, and that's it. So yeah, 
I mean, I understand like, that. Like, just stand to the side. Get a beer. Stand it to the side. Oh. Get out the dance floor, please. That's funny. So, um, did your your team have big plans for this year? I mean, of course, you had to cancel the whole league. Or how is it? Well, I mean, we were trying to go for our sixth straight All-Filipino Championship. Wow. So, we, we won five years in a row. Amazing. Every time the All-Filipino comes around, we're fortunate enough, enough God, God blessed us enough to win five in a row since 2015. So we won five in a row. So we were going for our sixth. And we played one game this year, March 7th. And on the 15th of March, boom, lockdown. The PBA officials and the organization, they're actually trying to start the league up again. But, you know, I'm mixed emotions with that. We're dealing with a lot of, obviously, basketball is a contact sport. We don't have the vaccine. We don't have the the spaces and the hospitals as much as as much as I would want to say we do, but mm-hmm. we're, you know, once this opens up, you know, it, it's we're still in a pandemic. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, know, like they're they're trying to start football or soccer in England, and then yeah, the same thing. They're having some issues. I think they did, yeah. right? I think, I think they had it with the Premier League. Yeah. So they started it with no no audience at all, no spectators, but yet. Yeah. It seems to be okay. But then some some of the players, they're a little bit worried, you know, like they have children at home and family, so they don't want to go and play a game and obviously, like, catch something. So, yeah, everyone's, again, like, they have anxiety. Everyone's a little bit nervous at the moment. But um, Well, then again, the Premier League is a multi-billion dollars uh, organization. mm -hmm. They have all the facilities available, readily available. They have... Everything that you could think about, and then football's outdoors as well. So yeah, exactly. So outdoors, and you know, when you have all the money in the world, you could do anything pretty much. You know, you could have standby stuff. You could, uh, sadly to say, I mean, obviously we want to be at that level. We want to. Our organization wants to be at that level. We want to uh, get that same revenue as what the Premier League has. Everybody wants to have that same revenue. Every league in the world wants to have that same revenue. Not just us. Even the NBA probably wants to have that same revenue. But sadly to say, we, we don't. And we have to take a look. We have to take a t- step back and be in our environment, what our capabilities are. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're going to all take into that consideration. But you're right, though. I mean, as a player going into it, you know, you have family, you have your mom, you have your dad, you have, your, you know, people just have more people. It's just not you. Yeah. It's not you. You go home to a certain, your community and you don't want to be, you don't want to be. Spreading it. Person, spreading it. You don't want to be the, the that person. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah. You know, nobody be that guy. And in the NBA, like obviously they've stopped all the sports in the States as well. Like, are you are you guys following what they will do? Or are you just trying to figure it out by yourself? Again, like, we would love to have that same revenue of the of the NBA. We would love to, and so is the, of all the other leagues, all the other leagues, in all the whole world. But in terms of starting playing again after COVID, yeah, in terms of in terms of facilities, in terms of you know just having the capabilities, having the same amount of beds having all these like 
you know, precautions. And I, they want to, they want to. I think they they want to propose like some type of that idea. But I, I guess you know everybody has to take out take a look at the reality of things, you know, reality of where you are, uh, what your capabilities are, and the situation. And, you know, everything's gonna come into fruition with that, with, with that. But obviously, they want to play. Obviously, there's jobs at, at stake. You know, there's jobs at stake. There's uh, stockholds at stake from mm-hmm. the economic standpoint of it. So, mm-hmm. You know. We'll have to we'll have to cross that bridge when it gets there. Yeah, like I think um, in Thailand they're going to be starting having fights soon. I I, I feel I think so because they're really? going to open up everything like, June first. Open up everything. Everything. No more quarantine. Um, apart from flights, we're going to get international flights in July. I think, but okay. in terms of businesses, I think June. Uh, Muay Thai stadiums. I'm not sure because uh, it was mo- one Muay Thai stadium which. Which spread a lot of the virus basically in one oh, night. Really? Yeah, one event. They had one one event at Lumpini Stadium, and um, a lot of people caught it there. And it was like one of the most oh, packed really? nights ever. <laughs> it was really a busy night. So that's kind of created a bad image on Muay Thai. So it's had a big impact, oh, and uh, a lot of Muay Thai. How, how, how is this affecting the whole Muay Thai thing? I know Muay Thai is a contact sport. I mean, yeah. not just with the whole fight in itself. The training is contact, right? You know, hands-on I, I i went there one time it, it was just very like everybody's just right there it's just sweat it's, everywhere it, 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 it's just <laughs> sweat and you got to if you're not sweating you you're gonna you're you not know, working hard enough <laughs> yeah you're not working hard enough you're, you're gonna hate yourself in those later rounds and you're gonna pay for it so you want to sweat you want to get that extra you yeah. know extra gear in and when you get that extra gear in you kind of don't you kind of, you know, when people are sweating and working out, you kind of just sprawl out where you're at because you're so tired. Yeah, that's true. You don't really think about it so much. That's true. You don't really think about mm. it. So how is that padding out over there? Well, I mean, all the gyms have been closed, right, since early March. Um, a lot of the fighters have gone home to the countryside because usually they're from, from yeah. the countryside. So they've gone home and, I don't know, probably not training. Some of them have um, turned into, like, delivery guys within Bangkok, like okay. food delivery people okay. and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. I think it will have a big effect on Muay Thai. You know, they're not making any income because fighting is their income. And if they're not fighting, then what can they do? So they're trying to do anything else. But, um, exactly. yeah, I don't know. It's a bit tough for them. We'll see. I, don't, I, think, it, I think it's going to affect Muay Thai quite hard, yeah, in the, yeah, for a while. It's kind of a balance that, you, you know, you – you can't pro- you, you provide by certain you know you're going to provide by fighting but you can't fight because there's covid but you you kind of have to find that little balance I, I don't know where i stand actually with that because the same thing with basketball and the sports here you know people need to provide for their family but exactly the way they provide they no will cause contamination yeah and the spread of covid does the government there offer any funding to people or to like the, the poorer communities or anything like that? They do. They're doing they a do. great job with that. Wow. Uh, they're, they're giving assistance in, their, in your old local government, their, your address and all that stuff. So it, they're doing their best. That's good. It's a, tough, it's a tough decision where they're at. You know, the people making decisions right now, it, you know, you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, they're voted 
everybody in that position that they're in. They were voted by the people, so the people has to just trust what they what they gotta say. I mean, you voted you voted them at that spot. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it was a major vote for each and every one of those these local government officials to be where they're at at the moment. So you might as well you have to trust them and making the right decision. That's amazing that they're actually like they're they're helping the communities in Thailand. It's like they said so, and only some people were able to get that help. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people didn't. Yeah, a lot of people didn't. I'm pretty sure there's a little bit here and there with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hot, you know. Right now, everything's delicate. Everything's complex in a delicate manner. Everything has red tape. So uh, I'm pretty sure it's not 100% that everybody's getting it, but. For the most part, for the most part, some people are getting it, but like I said, you can teach a man, you can give a man fish and he can eat for a couple of days, but if you, te- if you teach him how to, you know, fish, fish yourself, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can give people all this money at all time, but the longer we go at this, they need to have a living because, I mean, one, I mean it's, too, one, it's too hard on the government to be giving out that for so long, yeah. So, I mean, like, they'll probably give, even Trump, I think. Trump is giving a couple thousands here and there, but yeah. you know you still got to work. You still got to work. These are just supplement things that just. And if you don't work, you're just postponing the inevitable. Right, but I mean, with all the businesses so, closing, or many of them, like it's hard to find work, right? A lot of unemployment. Um, exactly. And like, do you have a lot of food deliveries and stuff like that over there? There's, you know, the uh, there's thing, thing called Grab. There's oh, we have Grab. Things. Okay, so yeah, great. Local, yeah, so local businesses are. Actually, there's another thing, the brand new thing. It's called Mr. Speedy. He does it too. Lala Mauve is on the oh, right, But nice. by June 1st, uh, they're opening it up mm-hmm. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's going to be general quarantine. So uh, I don't know how that works. You know, I, you know, I'm just, I got tested. I was negative. So I'm just going to stay away from people for a long time. Yeah, no, that's probably best. And you're wearing the mask and stuff. I'm wearing the mask. Yeah. I'm, wearing, I'm disinfecting the the. You know when I get something delivered, yeah. I'm like spray, 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 spray. Don't want to take no chances. That's so funny. I was like that at the beginning, and now I've kind of eased off. But then in Thailand, the numbers are so low, so I don't know. Like it's, I'm not as worried anymore. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I can't. I forgot my my second. Uh, what was I, I going to say? In the Philippines, I don't know. I forgot. It will come back yeah. to me. You will come back to me. But um, have you- how many episodes have you had? How many epi- How many podcast episodes? Thirty-three. Because I remember you telling me this when the the neophyte stages, where you were just trying to get your equipment, you were just going to start up. Oh, it's been like and- a year. It's been actually like just over a year now. Yeah. Okay. I was going to stop, but then people re- messaged me here and there, and like asking when my next one is. So I'm like, oh, I guess. I'll have to keep on going. <laughs> keep on going. It's informative and you know, it's pretty hip. I yeah. like it. It, it, it. It's nice and it keeps people on their toes. I like it. Yeah. I like, I like it. Is Congratulations. There any- Thank you. Congratulations also. Is there anything else over there you want to mention? You want to talk about? Anything over here that I want to mention, talk about, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to repost this when you see, when you, when we put this up, I'm going to repost it to all the people, all the viewers that are watching, all the all the people that are stuck in quarantine. You know, we're just going to continue to stay indoors, stay home, stay safe. Yeah. 
try not to be that person. Try not to be that person that's going to contaminate. Are you allowed to go out to places? We are allowed to go out. We are allowed to go out, but mm. we're, that's the thing, you know, when you see the numbers, it doesn't affect you till it actually affects you. Yeah. Right? When you see, like, the death toll and you see the people that have it, you think, like, it's just a number. You know, it's just like going to the casino. Right. And chips. And you don't know the, the amount of chips because it doesn't look like money, right? It doesn't look like actual mm-hmm. money. But mm-hmm. when it hits, like, a few degrees away from you. Yeah. You know, like, when it hits, like, a cousin of a cousin. Do you know anyone personally who has it? I actually do. I actually do. And rest in peace to the people that passed away. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of friends in in L.A. that are frontliners. The Asian community over there, I'm just going to give them a lot of love right now. They're fighting the war. You know, they're, they're right in front of COVID. You know, it could easily be them. I always pray for them, and I pray for all the frontliners that they're doing the hard job, you know? They're doing mm-hmm. all the hard job, mm-hmm. the hard things that I wouldn't be caught doing, you know? So I give them much love. much love. Definitely. So I, I couldn't see myself doing it. That's, and that's they're true. doing it. So I give them all the credit, all the love. Mm-hmm. Before, after, you know, I always had respect for nurses and in the medical field. But even now, it's like crazy. Now, it's just like times 100. Yeah. You know, times a hundred now. Mm-hmm. Do you have curfew love- there? We do. We can't leave at eight. Eight p.m. Eight. Yeah. Wow. They're, they're gonna change that actually on June first. They're gonna change it to ten p.m. Okay. Ours has been ten p.m. I think they're gonna change it to. Oh wait, they change it to eleven now. Yeah, they change it to eleven, and they said they're gonna ease up on that. So maybe it's twelve. But wow. uh, you, guys, you guys get twelve. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Go wild. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm just out and about, like in the parking lot, just, oh, man. Wow. I'm out. But yeah. Then, you know, you just got to stay home, stay safe. Are you keeping they fit whilst you're home? Here. What was that? Are you keeping fit whilst you're at home? I'm keeping fit. I'm doing some stuff here and there. But, you know, they say keeping your immune system. Boosting up your immune system keeps you away or keeps you further away from COVID. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And vitamin D. You need to get yeah, out in the exactly. sun, actually. Yeah, it's important. Exactly. Which is... Uh, yeah, exactly. It's ironic because exactly. it's telling everyone to lock down and stay home and not go out. But yet, you do need the sun. You do I need do, to... You do need the sun. The mm-hmm. sun is... So mm-hmm. I'm doing my workouts here and there. The jump rope, I've been, I'm wearing my jump rope out. It's That's the only thing I've been doing. Maybe stri- the thing I've been doing, I've been increasing it. Like, you know, first I did 20 minutes straight. Now I'm trying to get to 30 minutes nice. straight. Nice. Yeah, so just keep going. Just yeah. keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. And how about your teammates? To be honest with you, like, I know they're through Instagram, through Facebook, they post their workouts. I only see them working out there. Oh, you, like you should like video call each other and like motivate each other and work out at the same time and try and do that. Yeah. <laughs> not all right or not, you know. <laughs> uh, we should. You should, but okay, you don't have to. I yeah. mean, team sports, yeah. team sports. Yeah. So the thing is, we tried doing that, mm. and then 
we tried doing that one time, twice, and then the, the third time, we just started talking like this, and then we had a beer, and we were just. Yeah. That's we a beer meant for you. That's yeah, a exactly. stomach coffee. The first two days, we were like, okay, let's do this. Like, okay, lunges, let's go. 20. And the second day, okay, we're going to do another cycle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the third day, it was like, I think it was me calling one of my good friends. And I was just like, okay, are we going to work out? Uh, give me another hour. Hold on. And then, you know, Zoom is only 40 minutes if you don't upgrade. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so by the time I had my second beer, they were just like, you know what? We'll just, you know, we'll just chalk this up as a, a mental break. This is, we're just going to mentally focus right now. Yeah. We're just talk. I mean, it's fun. At least you get to uh, socialize with them and see them and see they're all doing good as well. You know? Yeah. yeah everyone, everyone on your team, they're all healthy. They're all doing okay. They're all health. They're all healthy. Their uh, their family's healthy. Great. Others, so they're all healthy. Nobody's sick at the moment. Knock on wood. Knock on wood that it stays that way. Uh, we're all worried about like how, like I said, on June first, it's going to be general quarantine. Everybody could leave. Yeah. I feel like it's counter. Productive because we've been in, we've been inside for so long. Yeah. Right. So we don't want to just go out. We want to go out gradually. Yeah, that, that's the trouble because like when they decided to open the malls up here in Thailand, you saw photos like it was on the weekend and it was packed. Just so many people. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I can't wait to go to the mall, mm-hmm. but I gotta ease up a little bit and just chill. Like, Definitely. Uh, well, hopefully it gets better soon. I think it is, you know, like, in, in Asia and Southeast Asia, it's just not as bad as it is in the West. You know, I think it's the weather, maybe the sunshine over here as well. So, yeah. you know, thank God we have that going on. Yeah. Thank, thank God for vitamin D, and it's hot. So It is hot. When it's hot, you sweat it out. Hopefully, mm-hmm. whatever you have, you sweat it out. Mm-hmm. And they're taking your temperature everywhere that you go and doing the everywhere. tracking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing all that, which is crazy. It is crazy. So uh, it's been it's been a weird twenty twenty. It, what do you think? It's been horrible. It's been it's crazy. Been, what's been going on? It's June already in a couple of days. Like, dude, what happened to the? What we're already halfway through it. So we we started off the year in Thailand wearing masks because the pollution was so bad. And then we really? had to wear masks because of the virus going around. Yeah, it was PM 2.5 or something. It was so bad. Like, it was gray. It was just gray outside all the time. It was so bad. So, yeah, we were wearing... I already had masks from that. Oh, so you already had it? Yeah, I already had masks. Oh. And then they're like, okay, virus. I was like, well, good job, you know? <laughs> it's literally been crazy. It's, it's been crazy. Like, I, I can't think of a month in 2020 that nothing bad has happened. Yeah, there isn't. And even now, you know, like all the everyone in the states in Minnesota, they're all looting and rioting and all that. It's, it's, uh, I mean, you were in the states for a little bit. Uh, did you feel some type of like, you know, because, you know, we have crossed different cultures, you know, Thailand and the United States, Philippines, and the United States, L.A., especially in L.A., there's a lot of people that's diverse in L.A. Yes. Right. So did you feel some racism in L.A. or how, how were you? How was it for you? You know what? Actually, I did. Like, because I was staying around Santa Monica, 
you know? Yeah. It's kind of like mostly white area and okay. upper class. So, yeah, I did feel it a little bit, but not so bad. Not so bad. Not so bad? Yeah. But you felt it. But right? I felt it. You feel a tension. You feel it. Like you, it's like you can touch it, you know? There is a tension there. There's something there. There's something there. There's something there. Racism there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the vibe is like, you're, you're thinking it's some type of racism here. Like, what's up? Yeah, oh, it's strange. Let me... But in, in social yeah, in England, <laughs> in England, I don't feel that. I never felt that in England. I think that people just see uh-huh. you as like an English person, even though it is so okay. diverse as well. Yeah, but not okay. as bad at all. But yeah, in the states, you feel it a lot more for sure. And what part of England again? Well, I'm from Manchester. Oh, Manchester United. Let's go. <laughs> are, yeah. are you Manchester City? No, I'm United. My <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, damn, you can't be repping Manchester City, are you? Mm. Manchester United. But Okay, so let's go back to that, though. Mike, we're talking about being in L.A., and you felt that when, even when you were younger, growing up there? You still felt like it? Mm-hmm. Of course, and for, for anybody to feel like it wasn't, Sally, it popularity man. I used to have bald, like, a, like, you know, typical bald Asian head, you know? That was just the style back then. Okay. I didn't have all this there. It was like shaved off. And, you know, Cost would just come and just, you know, we would just be hanging out at Burger King. And then Cost would just be like, yo, why are you guys here? Like harass us. And it's like literally 4 p.m. And we're like, we have a basketball with us. Mm-hmm. And like we're drinking off like a jug. I mean, like, you know, yeah. we fill it up. Yeah. And Cost would just be like, what are you doing here? Like, yeah, no why are you here? And we're like, why we're here? <laughs> you buying a burger? We have, we have a basketball. Obviously, we're playing basketball. Yeah. We don't have, you know, so it was just that type of tension wow. there. And I was with teammates that had it to themselves also. I, I've witnessed that. So, you know, just to say that racism doesn't exist, it would be like delusional. In America, it's strong. It's strong. But then again, in the States, people are very aggressive. Don't you think so? Yeah, I think They're just so. aggressive about everything. And like, okay, so okay, apart from like you go to the store, say you go to Trader Joe's, everyone's like, oh, hey, like, how's your day? Like, you know, everyone's really nice and friendly to you. But yet, on the other sense, people are very aggressive. I don't know. Yeah, they're like very like, I don't know if it was just me because I was smiling a lot. Like, they'll just tell you what to do. And I'll be like, yo, chill. Like. I don't know you. Like, I'm trying to keep away from you. Yeah. It's especially coming from, yeah, it's a little bit aggressive. Every time I go back to the States, I have to gradually, like, okay, these are the people I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. Okay, finally. Okay. Let me get acclimated to you guys real quick. Yeah, that's true because then, Filipinos are very friendly and, and Thais can be very friendly and humble as well, respectful. Humble, friendly. Yeah. But then you meet them. And then, you know, it's, you go out, you go have a nice time with your friends somewhere and all of a sudden you see somebody just brash out of nowhere and you're just like whoa okay like whoa mm-hmm. let me go over here like you know what I'm saying like I don't want to be you know what I'm saying they're just a little bit brash a little bit out there I mean I notice it with my friends too I have a ton, tons of friends and right. some of them are just like you know they're just live wires mm-hmm. you know, they're just like guys that are just going to be like you know you I'm pretty sure I'm gonna post this, and people are gonna people are gonna know that 
I used to go out all the time whenever I go back home, right? And we used to go to these like Nick like clubs, and then, you know, some nights are Asian clubs, some mm-hmm. nights are whatever. I always go out with these group of guys, and they know it. When I post it, they're gonna comment on the, all these posts because they know I'm talking about them. So every time you just brush up on them, you know you're in a club or a bar. Yeah. You know it's gonna be kind of tight. Mm-hmm. You know it's not like social distancing. You're not gonna be far apart from each other. You're gonna rub some elbows. You're gonna touch. Your drink is gonna spill a little bit. That's just part of it. Yeah. You know, I have some friends, and they know who they are. <laughs> when they see this, they know who they are. Every time you just brush up on them, it's like a fight. Oh, and no. I'm just, and yeah. I'm just like. Why? Dude, why? And I'm just like, every time I do that, they, they look at me like, you already know. You know you're coming back home to this. Don't be so, fo- don't be so naive like this is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you're right. You're right. Yeah, but I guess. I mean, they, they're so used to it being like that. And they're so used to having to act that way as well. Like, kill or be killed sort of thing. You know, like, they got to have that front yeah mm. yeah yeah. they gotta have that and and, and I, I don't want to say they're just like that maybe something happened to them racially because mm, you know true. somebody could have just talked bad about them before and they're like you know what i let it slide before i'm not letting it slide anymore That's true. it could be some type of racial thing like that because they'd be they get a fight with everybody but Filipinos. You know what I'm saying? Like, or anybody but another Asian person. It could be like, yeah, it could be another race, and then they just get rubbed up upon, brushed up upon, and feel like it. They go back wow. to that certain time in it's their a head. Trigger. Yeah. It's like, oh, I let it pass before. This ain't gonna happen again. I, you know. So I'm just like, uh, when I get hit in the shoulder, I even say sorry. You know, sometimes when I'm out and about, and then I get brushed up upon, I go, yo, my bad. Like, yeah, like yeah. yo. And then they're just like, no, it's all good. So, you know, I know when I post, repost this, they're going to be like, Man, I can't believe this guy. <laughs> yeah, it was you guys. It you. was you guys. You, you guys. You know who you are. <laughs> you, know, you always want to fight. Why you guys always want to fight? Yeah, just they see chill out. Take it easy. Yeah. yeah. Learn you some martial arts. <laughs> you never know. You never know when you wake up in an octagon. Learn yeah, some martial arts. You're going to, like, chill out. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want to wake up in an octagon. I don't want to wake up. In <laughs> I don't want to wake up there. That's for sure. That means you've been knocked out there, right? <laughs> if you wake up, <laughs> it means you've gone to sleep there. Yes, you don't exactly. want that to happen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the, probably the thing when you're when you're when you're training for a fight, you just don't want to be knocked out. No, you just no, you just don't want. I mean, how do you train? I mean, you used to fight all the time. So yeah. How are you? You were if you were on like I got a fight in in four weeks. What's your mind? Your psyche has to be something else. Yeah, you just like you. You have to zone into it. Definitely, just zone into it. Gotta kill. And you gotta, you, you gotta into kill. it as soon as possible, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But and then again, as we were talking about, like fighting outside as well. Like when you do martial arts or when you compete in fighting professionally or even amateur, amateur, when you're out on the streets, you don't want to have that trouble. So if you think about it, a lot of martial artists, when they're outside, they don't want to fight because, like, that's all they're doing in the gyms. So they don't, they don't even have to prove themselves. So I really recommend, like, learning some and they fights. Don't look any, they don't want to make anybody look bad. Yeah, that's Because you don't want it, – it's a problem. Like, And they're a they weapon. These hands are yeah. a weapon. <laughs> yeah, those I – mean, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if a guy – yeah, you don't want to come across that guy that says, I don't want to fight. But if you're going to come at me, 
I'm going to do some crazy stuff to you if you don't be down five seconds. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Once you hear that, you're just like, okay, cool. <laughs> Let me buy you a beer. That's true. That's true. Well, they don't want to fight. They don't. Actually, I mean, fighting is, is, should be the last resort. You know? And yeah. I, I think, like, even as, as an athlete in different sports as well, I mean, because you're always training, you're always exerting all your energy. You don't, when you're outside, you just don't want that. You don't want to, like, push your body to something or risk an injury or, you know, you just want to chill out. Yeah. And like, you know, when you're stressed and you exercise, like it, it releases all of that stress. So that's why you're so chill outside. Yeah. Yeah. When you, usually when I, when I find myself going out, put me at a table far from everybody. (laughs) Like just put me on a table far from Let me just enjoy a couple of drinks with my friends or, you know, usually I have a team guys that uh, I go out with, but usually they're in my close circle, which is like my coach, usually my, my weight, my weights coach, the guy that's training the weights, you know, the guys that you're with all the time, yeah. usually the guys you go out with. Yeah. And usually the guys I'm with all the time, it's like, if, if you're not my, one of my basketball skills coach, coach Chris Gavina, I'm not, you know, if you're not with my, like uh, my, a trainer of mine, you know, because those are the guys that you spent, I spent most of my time with, right? So, so we're just chill. Usually we're just so tired that we just want to Exactly, just you're so tired, yeah. We're tired, we just want to eat, and we just want to be like, okay, cool. Probably we'll have a couple of drinks just because, you know, sometimes when you have a couple of drinks, it makes you go to sleep faster and longer, and you're just like, okay, cool. I, I need to just shut this body down. Exactly, exactly. You just want to relax after a, a hot week of grinding, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. So, what's the future like for you, Alex? You're gonna. You said you want to go into coaching and stay in the Philippines. How how, how are you seeing this? You know, uh, that's a great question. That's a great question. In the blimp year, in the COVID hour. <laughs> uh, well, I, I was thinking about going back home. Uh, I have a few businesses here in the Philippines that are, even though in the COVID hour, it's doing okay he's doing well i i have this corporation that i'm in that i've made we're doing quite well and you know the, do you mind can i ask what it is oh uh, we do real estate okay. we have real estate we have a farm that we're doing so it's mostly we started with real estate we started with small businesses real estate was one of the things that we, we started with i started with and then i just branched off to uh, gaming, and after gaming, I branched off to farming, agriculture, with, with boiling chickens and chicken boiler. So we're we're doing that right now, and we're getting into logistics. We're gonna get into logistics pretty soon because that's the wave of things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Even in even in the COVID hour, you still need logistics. You still need things that got to get point A to point B. Uh, and that's what we're in right now. Even though it's been COVID, I've been on. I've been doing a lot more of the business side since COVID. That's good. It's good that you had something to do happened. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually when basketball season is going, I'm pretty lasered in into basketball. It's the other physical activities. But since there's no physical activities, the last 75 days we're just starting up uh, my new logistics with trucking you know, the getting into and we're, we're going to get into that we're going to get into like all these logistics and, and hopefully 
after basketball. I want to coach. I, I, I want to sit here and tell you to coach because I think that's the polit- politically correct thing for me to say. <laughs> coach? Yeah. But that is the politically correct thing for me to say. And But I don't want to do that in your podcast. I don't want to be politically correct in your podcast. Okay, so, you don't need to be. <laughs> Freedom of speech. Say whatever you want to say. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. But I think I'm just going to retire. I'm going to step away from things and just do the business thing. And do nothing. Try try to do nothing. Hopefully try to get my master's degree. Uh, and we'll just... In what? Uh, education. Education okay. is something that I want to do, so... Hopefully start from there. That's awesome. You're really like branching out into so many different categories, industries. Yeah, you know, basketball, well, any sport, and you know this from, from Muay Thai, it's, not, it's never forever. Mm-hmm. Nothing's forever. You're one punch away from retiring. Yeah. I'm one injury away from maybe retiring. I'm a, or it's either you're one contract away from, from going to another venture so what i always try to do was every year to consistently try to build and branch out to something else and with basketball i branched out here and there commentating coaching but you know that's not for everybody yeah good you, know, you want to do something that's more substantial for my family for the family that we have that we could live fruitfully off of it instead of doing the other stuff and obviously i want to that, that's something i I've been looking forward to if 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 my basketball career comes to close in the next couple of years, it'll be a nice ride. It'll be a nice, uh, it'll be a great ride. But it's something that you know, with this whole COVID thing, it's something that you could mentally prepare. I mean, none of the basketball players now. I think eighty eighty five percent of them haven't touched a basketball or shot because all the gyms are closed. Yeah. So this is retired life for real. Yeah. You know, if you really put, I mean. Working out without a basketball and you're a basketball player is really difficult. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, right? It's like it's like in Muay Thai, you, you can't punch or kick. Yeah. It's like, where am I at? So it'll be something I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the next chapter, actually. That's really great to hear. It seems like this COVID time, this lockdown time, you've really utilized your time wisely. You know, you're you're building something. You're being productive, and you're building for yeah, the future as well. It's it perfect. To. Yeah, it to. it's something that I've always, you know, if this was, if we were, we weren't in COVID, I would not have a lot of time to start the whole logistics. Right. Uh, all the other stuff are, I found time in, in the course of the whole 15 years. I found time. I had to make time, but this logistics thing is something that. The last couple months, wow. you know, something that's needed. So it's something that I just put a hundred percent of my effort mm-hmm. in, and my focus lasered in. That you know, most athletes they laser in. Yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah, we just like that's, that's something that athletes are capable of doing. Obviously, in anything, we need guidance. We need like a certain type. We need to be handled delicately. We need to go into something. But once we're in it, that's and it. we get into that rhythm. It's something that I think most athletes could attest to that they just laser focus in. And I think they, they understand. You just laser focus in something, you could actually achieve it. That, that whole logistic thing is something that's up and coming. No, 
Oh, it's really good. Well done. Just like your podcast. I mean, <laughs> a year ago, you were telling me you were going to do it. You were kind of on the fence. But then one equipment turned into two, three. And then you're just like, what? This is like probably a 20 Yeah, but time. I do it like so part-time and so slow. And the thing with my podcast is it was good timing because it was just after my, um, my surgery, my back surgery. So yeah. I couldn't work out. I couldn't do a lot of things I would usually do in my life. So yeah, just start talking to people is not such a bad thing when you're in that situation. You know? And you do like yoga stuff online too, right? You do yeah. Workouts also. So now I'm able you're, to, I'm, I'm healed. I'm trying. Uh-huh. So good. It's good. I think it's something that your brand. Um, yeah, exactly. My own brand. I'm trying to build on something that, something that works. I mean, I have some followers on my podcast. I have some people who follow my workouts. So let's, let's just test the waters and see what works out best. You have a lot of fans that know that you were a fighter at one point. Yeah. So, and you still are a fighter. You know? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean. All over. You're all over the place. I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> you're all over the place, girl. I'm just happy that I'm healed now and I'm able to, like, live my life normally again. Like, that was, uh, I don't know, an, an experience in itself, you know. And now, and yeah, now I'm also doing my master's degree in psychology again. So, like, uh, uh, as well. So, you know, like you said, you don't just focus on the one sport, the one thing that you're doing, you know, you need to try different things. You need to learn different things. Keep your mind open. Always keep developing yourself and things that you can do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know what they say? Ignorance is not cute. You know, you being, us being ignorant and like, it could have been cute when you were a kid or something. Somebody teaches you, but you tell, I mean, you coming across somebody and you saying, oh, I don't know that. It's not cute. You know, get to know it. There's a book. There's internet, there's online, get to know it. Don't be that person that's just like, oh, I don't know nothing about that. I mean, you know, it's a couple, couple five, five, ten minutes of reading into it and doing some research on it. Maybe you have, maybe you would like to know about it or get to know it, but it's never cute just to be like, oh, I don't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a perfect place to end that. Do you, like, I mean, we've kind of clarified, like, okay, you were doing your basketball thing and now you're branching out into all these different industries and developing yourself. So I really want the people to watch people who are watching and people who are listening to really take that message and like, yeah, like, you know, we're not, we don't have to be perfect at just one thing. We can, we can branch out, we can develop, we can be better at, and good at lots of different things. And that really strengthens us as a person, our character and who we are. Yeah. Perfectly said. I love, thank you for letting me be on your first zoom podcast. (laughs) I was nervous, but yeah. Okay. Thank you to Alex and uh, thank you everyone for listening to my podcast. Please subscribe. Oh, by the way, how can people follow you? Oh, you could, you guys could, all the I followers of Jade, you know, just uh, at Kabaggy. I'll, I'll plug it in. I'll plug it in. She'll plug it in. She'll do all that stuff. You can follow some of my stuff there. I got, it's not like real serious content. It's just, you know, just, just for fun, just for fun. And hopefully I can see you guys there and hopefully we could interact there. All right, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye.